Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Organic BC, a nonprofit organization that celebrates, champions, and advocates for the organic sector and broader organic community in British Columbia. Learn more at organicbc.org. My name's Jordan Marr. I'm a BC-based organic farmer, and I'm the host of this podcast. You're about to hear a podcast episode originally produced for the 2021 BC Organic Conference. An important note is that this specific episode involves the history of the Certified Organic Associations of British Columbia, or as we've all come to know it, the COABC. However, after this episode originally aired, our outward-facing brand for the organization became Organic BC. Internally, we are still referring to ourselves as the Certified Organic Associations of British Columbia, or COABC, but I just wanted to make that note for those of you who are brand new to the organization. Meanwhile, tickets are now on sale for the 2022 conference, which includes a whole new podcast series, as well as some really great looking virtual conference sessions online. Thanks, Omicron. Head to organicbc.org conference to get your tickets and find out more information. COA BC. 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 What is the COABC? Certified Organic Associations of British Columbia. Certified Organic Associations of British Columbia. Certified Organic Associations of British Columbia. I don't really understand what it does. Let's learn together. Hi, everyone. It's Jordan, your conference coordinator and podcast MC. And what you just heard is what happens when a podcast editor is procrastinating. But you know what? Those robot voices have a point. What is the Certified Organic Associations of British Columbia? Those that have volunteered or worked directly for the organization probably have a decent understanding of what it is and how and why it functions. But a lot of you listening probably don't have a good grasp of what the organization is beyond knowing that it's involved in overseeing your organic certification. It actually does a lot more than that, but exactly how it works can be hard to grasp at first. So, this episode, the COABC executive and its executive director and I are going to take a shot at explaining it to you. I hope you'll stick around, because once you have a grasp of what the COABC is really about, the whole process of organic certification in BC will make a lot more sense. In this episode, you're going to hear from Heather Stretch. Hello, Jordan. Niklaus Forsbauer. Yeah, it's good to talk to you too, Jordan. And Tristan Banwell. Jordan Mark. All BC-based organic farmers who are, respectively, the COABC board president, vice president, and treasurer. The board also has a secretary, David Jansen. He was unable to make the meeting the day we planned all this but I chose the call of the Noble Raven to represent him in spirit. Hi, David. You'll also hear from the COABC Executive Director, Evelina Lang. Hello, Jordan. All right, so to start off, here's a clip from Heather Stretch that sums it up nicely. I know to a lot of people, it, it honestly, it seems like a bit of an opaque uh, organization. I know before I became involved at the board level, it was, it was a bit mysterious to me. I knew a lot of my... Um, my certification fees went to the COABC. I knew that it had an important role in the certification process. And beyond that, I, I was it was all a little unclear to me. So yeah, it's opaque. And I think the best way to make it less so is to go back in time to tell you about how the organization came together. I asked Niklaus to help us with that since his parents were farming organically in BC since well before the COABC was born. 
He explained that through the 70s and 80s, the organic movement in BC was less a movement than a bunch of alternative farmers all trying to figure out how to farm more holistically and, in different regions of the province, slowly coming together to form groups for the purposes of sharing knowledge and also, and this is key, to define and then commit to a common set of standards for their group. Because if you think about it, if you're hoping to go to the marketplace and attract business specifically based on an ecological approach to farming, it benefits everyone if there is a common definition of your farming model that customers can put their trust in. The groups I'm talking about are what would eventually become the province's nine certifying bodies. And this is where I'll pick up my conversation with Niklaus. Right, right. So essentially, when you say groups, you're talking about what we now call certifying bodies, the the, the, the real roots of, of groups of operators, farmers, etc., getting together to 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 define an organic standard uh and so that the coabc was the first major attempt to bring those what would eventually become known as certifying bodies together under under one one standard or slightly different set of standards yeah because there was lots of different groups and you know they all had the same core values about wanting to you know farm organically and and do the right thing, uh, you know, as far as what their conscience was telling them, uh, growing healthy food. Um, but, the, you know, there was no, you know, standard. There's no um, unified standard across the province. And then so the province of British Columbia and the Ministry of Agriculture wanted, uh, was interested in developing a standard. And the CUIBC was kind of brought in to oversee that. You know, that was one aspect of the CUIBC right from the beginning was to you know develop a standard that was would go right across the province but then also to help um, promote uh, organic farming and promote bc organic farmers so i have a couple things to say about that one is you know this kind of gets at a tension that has existed in the community from from i assume the very start uh the tension between staying true to our roots and our principles and the need for compromise uh, as we move towards a goal of like the concept of organics being widely accepted and understood by the general public. Yeah, definitely. Because there's still a lot of tension between the CBs or between like figuring out what organic means to, you know, different people. But it's important to have like a minimal standard that everybody will um, live up to and that everybody will certify to. And if like you don't have a minimum standard, then um, then the standard doesn't really mean anything. And it's important to have like a, you know, best practices for organic agriculture standard so that everybody can uh, adhere to that. The other thing that that I wanted, I, you know, I wanted to talk about was how just based on, on the very kind of basic history you've given, the notion that the COABC is really it's made up of its farmers. I mean, historically, that's how it happened. The farmers got together in small groups and started coming up with definitions of what organic meant. Those groups then coalesced into what would become uh, individual groups of CBs that would coalesce into the COABC. And so that's why the term uh, British Columbia certified organic was so important because you're, you, you know, everybody you know, all these farmers could, you know, unify under that banner of being certified organic farmers in British Columbia. So, yeah. And this is where I want to make the point that, that these days, if you're a new entrant into the organic community in BC, the CABC can, can, can seem like this kind of distant 
almost when you're new anyway, it can, it can, it can seem soulless to some people, you know, just this bureaucratic entity that, you know, one way or the other is why, you know, I have to go through headaches every year to make sure that all my paperwork's in place. But right back to its roots, it was an organization made up, um, of the of the farmers who came together right and and even though it's gotten way more complex it's still that way ultimately yeah. we as we as farmers and other types of um organic certified organic operations belong to cbs and then those cbs send uh elect boards of representatives from their membership and then also send representatives to the coabc to help govern it mostly through volunteer service and I just, one of my pet projects for, for talking about this stuff during this conference is to really emphasize that that's what it is. Ultimately, it's an organization driven by the efforts of the people who are certified, which is farmers and processors and, and other members. Yeah, and absolutely. And people, you know, kind of look at the, you know, organic standard as something to, you know, as rules and bureaucracy that you have to live up to. And yeah, there is a standard and you have to live up to it. It, and it is COABC's part one, you know, the one arm of COABC is responsible for making sure that all of its members live up to the standards or meet, you know, the standards for organic farming. But we can't forget about the advocacy side of the Certified Organic Association, which you know, right from the very beginning, um, you know, that was, you know, just as important. And actually the reason why there is a standard, you know, or an organic standard was developed in British Columbia was for the advocacy part so that we could tell the consumers or, you know, and our customers that there is an organic standard and, you know, there is, uh, you know, you can have consumer confidence in the, in the product that uh, was being produced on all the farms. Okay. So let's fast forward to the present moment. To this day in British Columbia, if you are a certified organic operation, you apply for your certification via a certification body. There are nine certification bodies based in BC. You can also choose to apply to one of a few certification bodies located outside BC, but those have nothing to do with the COABC. So for simplicity, that's the last I'll mention them here. As Nicholas just explained, the nine BC certifying bodies make up the membership of an organization called the COABC. And one of the COABC's main jobs is to accredit the certification bodies to make sure that they are carrying out their certification duties properly. So hopefully by now you have a basic sense of how the COABC is structured and its function as an accreditor of the certifying bodies. But as Niklaus said, the COABC also has another very important function, which is advocacy for the organic sector in BC. It might be helpful to create a metaphor here. The COABC is kind of like a two-headed horse. No, no, that's no good. It's like a tractor with two steering wheels. I like to envision it as sort of a butterfly with two wings. Thanks, Heather. That's why you're the president. So that's one of the wings of, of the COABC is this, this accreditation wing. And then the other wing of this, uh, this butterfly is, um, is the advocacy side. So that's the side that, that, that wants to build the organic movement in BC. Um, we work with government. We work with other, we have good relationships with other nonprofits, with oh, every, everybody from farm folk, city folk to Canadian organic growers, um, and and just just a lot of other organizations in the province and the Ministry of Agriculture, very notably, um, to 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 be the body that people can that that government or or individuals can come to 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 learn what organic 
production is, and also to answer questions that the government may have about how they can serve the, the organic uh, sector. Um, so we, we serve as that, that, that lobbying wing, that advocacy wing, that, that connective, we, the connective glue within the organic movement. I should also add, on, on the, in the functions of the COABC, is things like like education. So, so working with other organizations to try to build up organic extension services within within BC. Communicate with other bodies who might be able to do that sort of work. Um, produce conferences like this one. Produce conferences like this one exactly. And and really, what I what I should be doing right now, I should have in front of me the strategic plan. Once every five years, we meet the board meets with some other stakeholders as well for for a couple of days and and really delve deep into what our strategic goals for the whole five years is going to be. So we're right kind of in the middle of a five-year strategic plan right now. So everything the COABC does falls under one of our, one of our four main strategic goals. And uh, that's you know, part of the reason I'm really excited about our, our, our website that will uh, rebuild that will be happening, will be launched sometime around the time of this conference, maybe by the time you're listening to this. Our jazzy new website will be up and running. Maybe not. It's a really big job, but um, you'll be able to find a link on there to the to the strategic plan. So that's that's the other wing of the butterfly of the COABC. And in the middle of those two wings is uh, is the office staff. Um, so we have a, a small uh, a small but mighty staff that keep that keep all the all those all those wheels in motion. So yeah, the COABC has a small but mighty staff, which takes its guidance from two places primarily, a strategic plan that the board reviews and updates every five years, and the board itself. So if you're extra curious about what the COABC's priorities are, go check out the strap plan. It's in the about section of the COABC website. Okay, review time. Farmers apply to their certifying bodies for certification, but also form the membership of those certifying bodies. Each of the nine certification bodies can also be thought of as an association and those nine associations come together to form the membership of the certified organic associations of british columbia the coabc functions as an accreditor of the certifying bodies and also as an advocate for the organic industry in bc so we're sort of there but also we're not there we focus a lot on structure now we need to focus a bit more on the people who make the gears of the organization turn. Here's Heather Stretch again. Uh, near the start of 2020, we uh, welcomed our new executive director, Avalina Lang, who, you know, she's an amazing woman. But I also want to acknowledge Jen Gamble, another amazing woman who, who left that seat um, near the beginning of 2020. And so Jen Gamble had been with us for about a decade and um, had put the organization on on a very strong footing, uh, Avalina has has taken over at the helm with some some fresh energy and vision. Um, so so there you know there's been there's been growth, but we're really going from from strength to strength in in our leadership um, at the office. So so kudos to Jen, kudos to Avalina, um, and then and then um, the organization is based on. A lot of great volunteer work. So as well as the as well as the office staff, there's also a very engaged board of directors. I'm working with a, a wonderful executive this year who's been who've been really engaged 
and then there's the oh there's then then there's the committees there's uh, the rebranding committee there's the uh, conference committee there's a uh, HR committee uh, that that conducted the search for Avalina and and then has done some ongoing work around that so there's been a lot of a lot of great people engaged um, and then on the accreditation side oh my goodness we have. Uh, wisdom and experience and deep technical knowledge with some of our long-standing members of the accreditation board and that is an, a very active volunteer board that puts in a ton of work uh, and they are led by Maureen Loft who has been with us for a couple of years now so she had a, a steep learning curve but a lot of very relevant experience coming in that stuff is hard man and that side just you know, it, it it gets it gets it gets hard. The world is complicated. They're they're instituted. They're responsible for accrediting to standards that are very complicated. Uh, requirements for audits that come down from two different levels of government. You know, never get any simpler. And um, and they handle all that. Uh, remarkably well um well so heather got... you know what i want to i want to stop there just because um mm. this is worth kind of uh slowing down and and really making sure this is clear because i think it's unclear for a lot of uh, organic farmers in bc so i'm just going to be referencing a couple things you've said so far in our conversation yeah. organic agriculture certified organic agriculture in canada is overseen by the canada food inspection agency right so um from there they they there's a the next kind of layer of that bureaucracy are accreditation bodies of yep. which the coabc is an accreditation body yes and the role of those bodies is to kind of oversee the actual certification bodies that are certifying the farms and making sure that the certification bodies are doing their work properly and to one common standard to ensure the integrity of organics in Canada, right? Exactly. That, that's really well put. Okay. So in the COABC, what that means is that we have this accreditation board comprised of some very knowledgeable people whose difficult task it is, is to like really, really, really understand the Byzantine organic regulations and not just the regulations, but how they are enforced and overseen by the certification bodies and on a regular basis review what the certification bodies are doing to make sure they're doing it properly, which is uh, seems to me very difficult and kind of a thankless job. It is. And it's not only it's not only uh, as simple as saying, well, read, read the read the standards and read the permitted substances list and apply them. There's also all this stuff in the regulation that is kind of like they are the the bridge between um, bureaucratic sort of legal speak and and farmer speak. Uh, and so they it's their responsibility to make sure that every certification body's policy manuals are updated and correct and that the right references refer to the right subsections and and you know to me like that's not only hard but it's also you know it's just not my cup of tea and so I'm so infinitely grateful to those people who um who are good at that sort of thing and and, and can make sure that that everything is 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 accurate and is is being done with integrity and uh, and diligently, um, and without without that, really, 
certified organic means nothing. And and it's also, we also can't be certified organic without that. That sort of is what certified organic means. All right. So with all that in mind, what are all these people working on at the moment? First, you'll hear Eva Lena, our executive director, talking about the day-to-day responsibilities of the staff. We manage inquiries for certification. We produce the monthly e-news. We also have a quarterly magazine, the BC Organic Grower, the annual conference. Um, so our, our staff support our conference coordinator. Alongside the conference, we also have our AGM. So the COBC staff work on that closely with the executive. With my role, I work closely with other organizations to advocate for the organic sector in BC as well. I work closely with our organic specialist, the Ministry of Agriculture. And then Heather will talk about what the board and our executive director have on their plates in 2021. Policy manual update, uh, verification officer uh, training, COVID communications, better social media presence, working on a big rebranding, you know, continuing to improve our our onboarding documents for the board and onboarding people to iCertify. We're cooperating with a group of other organizations, um, most notably Kwantlen Polytechnic University, to try to figure out how to how to build out a functioning extension service for organic producers throughout BC. The rollout of website improvements that will make the entire website just function better. Continue to build on the very good relationship we have with the the um, Ministry of Agriculture in BC. So yeah, there's lots happening at the COABC, and it takes a lot of people, mostly volunteers, to do that work. As Tristan explains, it's always been thus. That volunteer streak goes all the way back to the beginning of organics. And just, I, I love hearing the incredible stories from the, uh, the, the elders of our movement and the lengths that they went to, uh, to travel around, to collaborate and to build the standards that ensured that we were all speaking the same language and working toward the same goals and has created the opportunities that we have, uh, you and I, as, as newer organic farmers today. So on that note, um, what are some of the different ways people can be involved? Like what, I don't know, maybe we'll start with like, what's a, what's a common entry point to start getting involved that I really want to stress? Like it's both, um, really, really appreciated and needed for, for those of you in the community to get involved and pitch in in different ways. Like we, the organization couldn't function without that support. It's also really fun. It's, I've made some, some great relationships, some good friendships in, in, in giving some of my own service to the organization. The position that I have with the CABC is as the representative for my certification body uh, and the board of the CUABC is comprised mostly of representatives from the different certification bodies. Some of the certification bodies have one representative. Some of them who are larger have multiple representatives. And then there are a couple uh, other members on the board. Uh, there's a representative for consumers and the environment. And there's a liaison from the ministry who's an ex-officio or non-voting member of the board. And the then once you're on that board, you can just provide, you know, go to the, attend the board meetings uh, monthly during the non-growing season. So monthly throughout the uh, fall, winter, and spring and vote on issues on behalf of your certification body and, and its members. 
or you can take on more roles with these different committees. And um, recently I've been a part of the rebranding committee, looking at work, uh, branding the organization and um, doing some work on a, a new BC Organic logo. Um, the conference committee I've been involved with. Uh, and uh, then of course, you mentioned at the top that I'm the treasurer. And so I'm a member of the executive committee, which is comprised of some of the other people you're talking to for this episode, and the, the president, the vice president, secretary, and the treasurer. Uh, so there, there's, there's a number of different committees, committees, some of them are standing committees, some of them are formed and, and then go away. But that's, that's a great way to get involved. And like you mentioned, you don't have to be on the board to be on a committee. So uh, you can reach out to the organization and see what they're what they're looking for. Which brings me to my pitch. The COABC is very reliant on service work from its members, and it's always looking for fresh energy and new perspectives. And definitely that implies having to roll up your sleeves a bit. But there are rewards too. I asked Tristan and Niklaus why they give their time to the organization. Oh, well, I have, I have a couple things there, I think. You know, I... I do a lot of different types of volunteer work and I really enjoy working with the COABC and the time I spend and the, the, I'll first, I'll first say the top thing that I've gotten out of it, which I I think uh, one of the other things that drove me to get involved is I have learned so much about organic certification, the process, how it works, how the standards are developed. Like it is a pretty complex topic and I never would have had the depth of understanding of the mechanisms and players involved in, in the organic sector if I hadn't done this volunteer work for the COIBC. So I have just absolutely learned a ton. And it takes it takes quite a while, actually, to, to learn all the bits and parts. And, and I still don't totally under, I don't know everything, especially at the federal level. Well, what motivates me? <laughs> um, well... I mean, we, well, I think that, um, well, like our farm is established. And so I'm fortunate to have grown up on an organic farm, you know, and lived uh, a lifestyle as a farmer since, since I was a little boy, you know, and, uh, you know, I've been so fortunate and so many people have, you know, blazed the trail of, um, of doing a lot of the hard work. And I see that there's a lot of, you know, hard work ahead and people have to step forward and you know carry the torch I, I see the you know the regenerative agriculture movement and the organic movement you know moving forward I think that you know the earth is you know really important um, and it's sick and uh, we need to heal the earth and we need to do and I think agriculture is one of the um, you know biggest culprits as far as um, causing the earth to be sick so you know, I also like, you know, I also really like working with other people like the COBC um, uh, staff and the executive are really interesting um, and they're fun to work with. I really want to thank Evelina and Heather and Niklaus and Tristan for their contributions to this COABC explainer. Oh, sorry. And you too, David. I know you were here in spirit. Hmm? Really? Like, right now? While I'm recording? Okay, David. David, David, Bo, David, Banana, Fana, Fo, Favid, Fee, Fi, Fo, Lavid, David. You're welcome. That's about it. So how'd I do? 
Are there any lingering questions about the CUABC? I don't really understand what it does. Son of a bitch. All right, that's it for now. Special thanks for our podcast music goes out to Matt Eckel, a jazz flutist and father of organic rancher Aubin Banwell. You can search for Matt's music online. Eckel is spelled E-A-K-L-E. I also want to thank all of the guest interviewers you'll be hearing in this series as we re-release it over the next few months. Gavin Wright, Molly Thurston, Abra Bryn, Tristan Banwell, and Emma Holmes. Thanks to all of you for your contributions to the show. And one more time, tickets are now on sale for the 2022 conference. Head to organicbc.org conference for more details. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed what you just heard. I'm Jordan Marr, and I will talk to you soon.